are not safe completely yet, and we're not accepted 100% yet, but we have to continue to live our lives. We can't be stuck in our houses and afraid to go out and live. Preach, girl, preach! What happened in Orlando at Pulse Nightclub was a defining and shocking moment for gay people and the fact that it was an act of violence against LGBT people of color is not insignificant here. Love you girls. It's so important as queer entertainers to lead the way. We need to come together and be proudly, visibly queer. And you know what? Also, drag is a brilliant place to work through feelings of pain. Girl, drag is therapy. It is. We can't move backwards. We need to stay strong. So I think it was only appropriate that we start this episode talking about and featuring really, I think, the most important part of this episode and a part that I think I I am glad they addressed and I think I forgot that they would address, which of course is what happened at Pulse Nightclub last year. Uh, what I realized watching this was that they started filming season nine probably like a month or so after Pulse. And so yeah. it's... Re- and, and having that context of how recent it was, uh, it just really brought a lot of weight, a lot more weight to this and really kind of brought me back to like what it felt like in that time, you know? Yeah. I mean, I have so many thoughts on the actual moment uh, and the girls' stories of this, but what I thought, thought was so powerful about this moment and what both of these girls, Trinity and what Sasha said, is that it it really just kind of brings to light why so many queens are being nicer to each other, mm. right? Why why I feel like a lot of the queens on Drag Race <clears throat> this season maybe are a little bit more helpful. Uh, they have to stick together. They yeah. have to lift each other up. I think everybody knows that the model of I win, you lose, and you all lose only goes so far and only lasts so long. But if we bring each other up, and if we help each other out and we all say, yes, we will all succeed, and it doesn't have to be us versus the world or me versus you or whatever, uh, I, I, everybody's going to be more successful. Everybody will be happier. There, there's, just a, there's just this idea of peace that I think came from Sasha's uh, talking head that I thought was so inspiring. This yeah. idea that queer performers need to be the front runners, right? If drag queens are nicer to each other and if they're working together – Right. It's a model. It, it's mm-hmm. not like it's going to be perfect, but it's a model of something. And yeah. I feel like this show can be a model of something. And I love that they addressed it this way, that, you know, they have to that we are still not safe. Right. And I, and granted, they were talking about terrorism they were, or rather homophobia, terrorism. Mm-hmm. Um, they were talking about that. But I feel like it's also a commentary on how mean gay men are to each other. It's like, we have to stop. People still hate us. People still want to kill us. So we have to stop hating each other, band together, protect each other, despite our differences. Yeah. And, and, and work. Yeah. I mean, no, I mean, we've, I think we've talked about this a lot in the past in different contexts. We talked about last week, the importance of kindness and how that feels like a theme that RuPaul has been exploring a lot. I think, uh, 
you know, what Sasha says about like drag is like a, a great way to work through this pain. I mean, I think when she says drag, I think it's any type of expressive art. It's any way of taking what's therapy. going on. Yeah, it's yeah. therapy. It's any way of taking what's going on inside of you and externalizing it and making something beautiful from it, you know? And right. we've, we've seen queens doing that throughout the seasons. I mean, I, I always just think immediately of Ben de la Creme and just his way of, you know, and this is such on a micro level, right? Like his way of responding to depression was to create this externalized energy that that responds to that. And so it's so interesting to see that same methodology applied here in this larger social context, you know, in, in the context of something like Pulse that, you know, much like, you know, much like 9-11, we, we saw people kind of remember kindness after that. We saw people kind of come right. together and, and, you know, and, and it's something that's, it's hard, right? Because I think, I, you know, that could, there's a whole rabbit hole. I'm not going to go into a 9-11 rabbit hole, but like, if we're going to focus on gay men, we're going to focus on something that's happened to the gay community and how that dovetails with gay men's uh, propensity to be kind of nasty to each other or to to be, to be choose the, the witty barb over the welcoming gesture. You know what I mean? It's such an ingrained thing that, that gay men learn and, and reach for as a place to protect themselves. And I think when something tragic happens gay, straight, whatever. It's just this reminder of what really matters and what's important. And I think, you know, you bring up a really good point. It's so interesting to think of this idea of kindness and this idea of supporting one another and this, you know, this RuPaul's Best Friend Race season nine that we're seeing in the context of this being in the wake of Pulse. Like, right. I I embrace it so much more, you know? I mean, I, I think that I've seen, you know, there's been some criticism, for example, of like, Alexis Michelle and Untucked. Like anytime a queen starts to crumble, she is right there with like, you know, a, a, with yeah. a tissue and, and support. And it's like, yeah. But dare like, I say a hanky. Dare yeah. I say I'm waving a, a, a hanky, you know, but like how mad at that can we really be? You know, like how, how much, how, you know, I realize that there's like the entertainment factor of untucked and seeing these queens be bitchy to each other and you go back to like untucked season three and that was just some cutthroat classic TV right. nonsense and it was great but like I can't get mad at seeing queens support each other I think that's I've seen enough queens being mean to each other I, I can go back yeah. to season three and watch that yeah you know? yeah I mean granted yes fights and meltdowns are entertaining right exploitatively we understand this yeah but, uh there's something that's really challenging about having to accept some niceness and challenging yourself why am i getting so annoyed at her right right yeah exactly why am i getting so annoyed that someone is trying to be supportive i mean like don't get me wrong aja's you know valentina takedown was was some good tv and we'll get into that because i don't even know how wrong she was but I think that at the same time, the, the, the sort of 2017 context is then Aja followed up and was like, listen, I'm just frustrated. You know, I went out there. I did my best. Yeah, she did follow up. Yeah, yeah. she followed up. She's like, listen, I, I don't know where I am right now. She did yeah. say that. And I, I just I think that um, I was reading on the subreddit. Someone was talking about they were saying that the whole sidekicks thing this season felt like or this, this episode, I should say, it felt like it was representative of some sort of like evolution of drag race like that we're seeing um i don't know like 
having a challenge like that or having a feature like that shows how the show has evolved. I don't mm. I don't know if I agree with that. I had some problems with the sidekicks. I think we're seeing the show evolve and how the queens interact with one another. I think Yes, I don't know if that's being controlled or if that's being edited or what, but that's that's something that I don't think is in the producer's hands. No, I don't unless yeah. unless they cast an acid Betty every every season, you know, or they cast a you know uh, a Derek Barry, right? Some you right. know you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But oh, totally. I don't think I think that they're focusing now on really talented queens. <laughs> Right, right, right. Oh, yeah, I don't think that the evolution that we're seeing is a producer thing. I think it's, I, I think it's organic. I think it's just, it's, I think it's, there's a lot about historical context. And we see there's a lot of that this episode. There's a lot about historical context. I mean, when they get into later talking about Instagram and Facetune, none mm. of that would be coming up right. maybe even a season ago. You right, know? you know, it's interesting because I do know, I did notice that last episode, this episode, the queens are constantly referencing... The fact that they're on the show, right? Like, yeah. this is first. This is the first elimination, right? It's right. Like, oh, this is this is this, or oh my god, this is this moment. You know, it it mm-hmm. it's interesting to hear them talking about that. And I guess they would, and they should. They're all fans of the show. Mm-hmm. They all grew up with this show. Yeah, some of them started doing drag because of this show. You know, yeah. I mean, right. uh, that's what Bob the Drag Queen talks about. Like that season one is what inspired him. He's like, oh, I could do that. Yeah. And it's yeah. It, and I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago that like the show is getting more and more meta and more and more self-referential because that's just what happens after nine seasons and two all-stars is that like sure. it becomes its own reference point. And right. uh, I think we talked about a little bit last week as well that sense that the queens and Untucked were very aware that they're on TV, you know? And oh, yeah. I I think that's softened a little bit this episode, but that's definitely another part of it is like they know they they have they have a template for what they're about to walk into like they've obviously except for Cynthia they're all new to this whole drag race process but they're not really they they kind of know they know snatch games coming they know a reading mini challenge is coming they know they're going to have to sew right why some of them don't know how to is all well, whole other well i mean matter. that's that's something that we have to talk about sure yeah. but you know why don't we why don't we move on why don't we tell our listeners what exactly they are listening to. What are they listening to? Well, Marys, you are, of course, listening to another episode of All Right, Mary. All Right, Mary. All Right, Mary, which is our podcast dedicated to all things Drag Race, the world of Drag Race, and the paradigm that RuPaul has created with this little TV show. And, and I am Johnny. And I'm Colin. And we are, this week, after much traveling, we are now bi-coastal again. I'm back in California. You're still right. in Brooklyn. Uh, still in Brooklyn. Still in with Brooklyn. cat. With yeah. with that cat with our New York producer Ella and I am finally reunited with our uh, Sacramento producer Marco. <laughs> These cats are going to have to have a territorial battle on producer rights once I move to Brooklyn. Like, yeah, well, we already know that Marco's kind of the junior producer because you is. know he's, he's, he gets a little scoopy. He's scrappy though. He will he will snap. He will walk around with a clipboard and tap it and say, "Where are we on the schedule?" <laughs> he might not know himself, but he will act. <laughs> He will act as if he should know. Uh, and, and yeah, so it is. Uh, it's it's nice to be it's nice to be back home, and it's also nice to be plotting my return to New York. So um, yeah, the jet lag is slowly fading. <laughs> anyway, I think we should just get right into it because I think there's a lot. I think there's a lot to talk about this episode and untucked. Um, yes, draggily ever after. 
Yeah. For sure. So, you know, because I feel like this episode was, unlike last week's episode, there was a sort of classic, except for having no mini challenge, there was a sort of classic drag race challenge. You know what I mean? This felt very classic, you know? Sure. There wasn't wasn't a guest judge that kind of... Uh, made the lip sync or made the challenge, you know, mm-hmm. or informed those those decisions and in, in the producers. So there was this kind of like, all right, we're doing our thing now. We're in our groove, right? Uh, but I I do want to say, and I I think I think I figured it out, and which I'll talk about later. But I there there's just something that's been missing yeah. with these episodes so far. There's I agree. something missing, and it's not the mini challenge, and it's not the bad editing, it's not you know the lack of Thorgy Thor or you know, it's there's something missing, and I have to. I think I know what it is, and it's that the the queens that I like, that I think are doing great work, mm-hmm. are not getting time on yeah. camera, and not in the top or really in the bottom for that matter. They're all safe, which is why I think I like the Untucked so much more because the queens that I like are all in the Untucked. They're all safe. Yeah. So. So I think that's what it is. So I feel like these these opening episodes where we're kind of getting rid of the riffraff, we're kind of introducing the characters, it's still all kind of in this exposition space for me. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm really ready for the rising action. I think it started a little bit this week, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, I, I was so completely disappointed and shocked in Kimura. I mean... Mm. Granted, I've been kind of I've been kind of rooting for her ish, and and saying at least that I you know like her. I think she's gorgeous, mm-hmm. and kind of hoping that she can turn something out. But it just came to my attention why she went home. She, the only talent that she showed on this show was was her ability to paint. That yeah. was it. She like, looks queen, and it's in, in in terms of the evolution of Drag Race, looks queens. Do not cut it anymore. You no. can't just queen. You have to have something else to bring to the table. And this was the perfect challenge to expose Kimura in the sense that she cannot sew, okay? Or at least she doesn't like to sew. Right. She can't think. She can't act. Yeah. It was, it was all everything that she couldn't do. And it makes me even more sad that she didn't go home last week. Because James – I feel like could have done this episode. Yeah, you know, that's a good point. I think that uh, it would have been really interesting to see what James would have done with this. I think that this would be, you know, we requisite Candy Ho reference right on her alley. I think, you know, like could not go an episode without. Um, you know, and it's a shame because I also think that there is an element of, you know, James, and they talk about this obviously at the beginning of the episode. She got in her head. She had self doubt. All those things, and and I have empathy. Sure, for that. send her home for that. I get sure, that. Sure, I get it. You gotta you gotta show up ready. But I I feel like there was a there was a willingness to try and a, and a willingness to to show up that that we weren't getting from Kimura. That being said, I mean as a as a contestant on Drag Race, her it, there was a, I, I was disappointed as well. I expected her to be more of a character this season, of course. I will say, and, and maybe we'll get into it towards the end of the episode, is there was a perspective that I feel like I've gotten on Kimura as a human being, as a as a person, as yeah. I, I don't know her boy name, um, that is really interesting to me. And it's all about this idea of her not really having any girlfriends. 
You know, like she says this over and over is like, I'm not used to having friends. I'm not used to having like this kind of connection. And there's, there's something in that. There's something in the, in the, admittedly in the, in the subreddit was saying this as well. There's in the, in the kind of graceful way that she handled her, her exit. I mean, there, there was, she had no bitterness. She was like, all right, you know what? I came here. She was aware that you don't have to win Drag Race. You just have to get on the show, which is not yeah. 100% true. The, I mean, the race starts there's still, after. There's, yeah, well, there, yeah, the race starts after. There's still a lot of work to do. Still uh, work to Kimora's, do. Kimora's boy name is Vaughn. V-O-N. Yeah. Oh, Vaughn. Oh, that's cute. Um, you know, I, I think that that being said, what you do on the show, regardless of when you go home, is, is the platform you start from. You know, mm-hmm. is, is that's mm-hmm. that's your starting point. And she I, went home. She went home in a in kind of a lovely way. She was the happiest loser. Yeah. Right. I mean, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but I think that's okay. We're kind of talking about Kimora right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think she. I obviously like they gave her a shit edit this week. Which oh god, the shade of it. Oh, the shade. Yeah. I mean, oh, I don't yeah. think they've ever shaded a queen like this. Like well, the, the, no, the Derek low... Barry. Derek Barry had a he was shaded in <laughs> i think the low-key mockery that they like of kimura black it was so low-key that it was almost shadier because it was just like ooh, you guys were straight-faced about it like thank you for sharing your bravery like it was so oh right right oh, oh i thought you were talking about like the fact that she didn't know what an adjective was. Oh, I mean, that is that's that's her problem, you know. I mean, petty, petty. It, yeah, I mean, it was. Of course, they chose to show it, but like, why wouldn't they, right? I mean, like, yeah, of course, okay. they're going to use that. But it was like really around the the elimination where I was like, wow, this was like the most heartless elimination they've ever sure. had. Oh, they were. They went <laughs> to Not- town. I mean, I you RuPaul know, my, even RuPaul. Oh, oh my like, God! We need to take a moment. Felt <laughs> <laughs> like the banter between her and Michelle in, in the in the in the judges kind of critique. I was like, can can you still be alive and 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 made oh a save? Oh my God! I was like, damn, damn. I was, <laughs> I was so, I was I was living for it, but I was also just like, you know, Kamora doesn't know what an adjective is, but when she watches this, is she gonna pick up on how like? mocked she, like how cl- expertly mocked that she was you know what i mean but listen we're getting think, you know what I, you know what if you can't laugh at yourself how are you gonna laugh at anybody else i think i hope that she can kind of take it as a water off a duck's back yeah and she seems allowed, be like you know what fuck it you know whatever right i'm gonna do my thing i'm making friends i'm gonna travel the world you know I, she has a headline act now with pheromone like i you know i think it's gonna be fine i at least i hope so she yeah. has to just use this 15 minutes to her advantage and figure out what her next step is gonna be she can clearly paint yeah oh yeah clearly paint yep no she she is a great makeup artist she certainly knows i mean it helps like a lot of you know like someone like pheromone or Derek barry it helps that she's a very beautiful boy and so and she's funny i think she's funny like yeah. I, I think that she, you know she's charming there's this charm to her so anyway that's kind of our it's almost like we're giving uh we're going back this is like old school all right mary where we're, we're yeah. doing a, a queen of the Mo- week you know yeah moment of appreciation <laughs> oh absolutely this is some this is some season one realness from all right yeah, mary this is for this is for our super fans like shane right. and ricky they've been listening from the beginning <laughs> right right we're, we're gonna go we might even do like a squarespace ad at some point you don't know, <laughs> <laughs> you know that reminds me i really wanted to talk to you about something 
Oh, what? What's that? What's that? Squares. Oh, Carly uh, clips. Oh, yeah. I mean, I love that drag and drop platform, girl. Um, <laughs> so, so let's let's I because I want to start. Let's go in. Let's go I want to go in my first notes, which is, I mean, obviously they talk about James and and uh, so much has been said around that. What I want to kind of talk about, my first question I want to start with is about Valentina, who I think is a is a an interesting oh, shocking, figure. Shocking this episode. Yeah. An inter- and she's an interesting subject matter or a point of, of, of interest. I this thought episode. she couldn't sew, Colin. I know. And that's she- what we heard at the first like in- like thing with Michelle Visage. Well, girl, that you're you are you are illustrating the point and the question I want to make perfectly. Okay. What I want to No, 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 no. This is perfect. This is perfect. What I want to ask you is you know, there's all this talk about Valentina, 10 months of drag, blah, blah, blah. I read an interview with her. She, she's like, she may have been performing 10 months before filming started, but she'd been building the skills. She'd gone to school. She'd studied fashion, I think. She, she wasn't like, you know, one day she's working at Jack in the Box. Next day she's, you know, doing, you know, uh, you know, her performance at Dreamgirls. You know, like she was, she was amassing these skills. My question is this, is is Valentina grifting all of us? Is this a long con? Is all, like, I'm getting the impression that she is conning us up, down, left, right, and center. Ah, uh, I mean, after, I would have said no last week. After this week's episode, which we'll talk about, after mm-hmm. her runway and her sidekick performance, I'm like, girl, girl, yeah. you're talented, girl. You yeah. are talented. And she's pulling, like, they all hate her because they yeah. did not see her coming. We'll talk. Well, let's let's keep Valentina in our thoughts as we uh, talk through this episode. She's mm-hmm. somebody to kind of keep an eye on this episode for sure because she yeah. had a, a, a couple of a couple of moments. Yeah. Um, the first the first note. So that's a great question. Mm-hmm. Is is it a long con? If you are listening, feel free to chime in at yeah. all at Mary at Twitter. Because um, I is, is this a long con? I'm I, open you know, to either I, answer. I, I, I would love to believe that it's not. So, so I'm going to take that stance, but uh, let's see. Um, so the first note that I wrote down was RuPaul's quote, which lent itself back to kindness and kind of this theme that I think we're talking about. Mm-hmm. She says, don't be an evil queen. That role has already been taken, right? Kind of referring mm-hmm. to herself, but mm-hmm. if you think about it, no, it, it's already been taken by many other drag queens, by many other gay men in yeah. our lives. That is, you know, I... for being you know just kind of obsessed with kindness i i glossed over that but that's a great point it's of this running theme is like about being a you know an evil queen or not being an evil queen i mean that's yeah yeah, i i agree i think that that role has long been taken and uh perfected if that's something you can perfect and i mean go to bar island it's you know oh oh absolutely i mean it's (laughs) You betcha, Mary. Uh, the people always say with Fire Island, it's like everybody is like 20% nicer than they will be the on 8th Avenue. That's you know true. what I mean? That's very true. Um, but that being said, only if you look a certain way. Uh, uh, just just for the record, I don't say Fire Island. I say found. Found. It's, it's F-I apostrophe I-S-L-I-N-D. Yeah. Found. So are you going to watch Fire Island on Logo when it comes out? You know, it's interesting. A friend of mine is a promoter for that show. Oh, really? Um, his boss is, like, one of the producers, and he wants me to be the music director for one of the events that they're having. Wow. Um, but it's not paid, so guess what, Mary? Oh, uh-uh. 
no no thanks yeah yeah sorry i don't remember my booking fee being free 99 sorry (laughs) i'm not giving a five finger discount on these skills (laughs) you can give me a one finger discount up my hole if you want (laughs) yeah now we're talking turkeys i'll see you in the meat rack (laughs) it's like yeah (laughs) it's like if we're talking about you know a half share on file and it's like all right i'll go to file what are we sharing mary what are we sharing (laughs) (laughs) well we can share all we want oh (laughs) (laughs) oh oh boy someone's dad just showed up (laughs) that joke Oh, dad. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage, someone's dad. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so sorry. All right. So I I I wanted to comment that of this was weird to me. It's another episode with no mini challenge. And yet I felt like I did I mean, I I, you know, I don't love the mini challenges. I like the reading sure, challenge. Sure, they're option sponsors. Yeah, I like yeah. the reading challenge, the puppet challenge. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, they're kind of just like, oh, God, can we just get to the good part? Um, but it was interesting because I guess when I was watching the episode, and this is this this thing with the season where the episodes feel so so short, you know. Serious, like, so short, yeah. Yeah, and it's just like, well, if they – what were we leaving room for? I mean, and I think what it was was that the main stage challenge – with the with the sidekicks talking took fucking forever, so that's probably why. Okay. Um, but it was yeah, it was just interesting that again, no mini challenge. Um, I'm just kind of curious if there's a if there's an intentionality behind that. It's yeah, because it's such a it's staple. Odd. There's no there's no scruff pit crew yet. You know, I mean, we're oh, missing yeah. we're missing that whole aspect of things. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and you know, maybe some of our listeners can tell us like, is this this is all in the can? This has all been edited already, so it's not a post shoot edit right they're not editing right. this out now to make up for time or because of vh1 or whatever right it's, right this was this was all their choice back when they were editing this in september through whatever december yeah I'll, and the only time we saw the pit crew now that i think about it is when they brought the girls cheeseburgers in the first episode of untucked Hamburg i mean like marys, yeah yeah have a girl right marys um i <laughs> <laughs> Hamburger, all right, Mary. Hamburger, all right, Mary. Hamburger, all right, Mary. <laughs> oh my God, Colin, we should. Oh my God, they should listen to our podcast. The people at, at Hamburger Marys, and then name one of their burgers. All right, oh, Mary. oh, oh, bitch, oh, bitch, oh, bitch, oh, bitch. <laughs> oh my God, yeah, my wig line I'll is have popping. The all right, up. Mary, please. I'll the all right, Mary. Sweet potato fries. Right, yeah. We come with honey mustard. Great. Um, uh. Uh, yeah, listeners, what would the All Right Mary burger have on it? Um, it would be very nuanced. I know that. It'd be very cheesy, Colin. It'd be very, very cheesy. cheesy. It'd be very cheesy. <laughs> and it would be served with a side of soup. <laughs> <laughs> Clam chowder. Clam chowder. And it would, you know, and it would be filled to the brim so that when you brought it to the table, it would slosh a little. <laughs> Uh. No, it would. It would come on. It would come on like a rocking plate. Yes. So that it would slosh as you ate it. Right. Right. Totally. Totally. Oh, and at the bottom of the bowl, it would say, "That was the best." (laughs) (laughs) So when you got to the end, you know. (laughs) 
Oh, God. Oh, our poor listeners. I All know. Right. Thanks for entertaining us, listeners. We're hoping yeah. we're entertaining you. So, okay. So, go, let's, let's get into it, bitch. Okay, so I, 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 one thing I wanted to comment on. And By I the way, to... I didn't mean to call you a bitch. I don't think you're a bitch. Oh, whatever. I, I, I've been called worse by better. Um, but I, oh, uh, I know that was – sorry. That was so mean. <laughs> I was so mean. Um, <laughs> I was just trying that one out. Um, <laughs> guess who's not getting this congeniality this season? Um I'm going to do a Facebook Live and apologize and explain myself. Um, so, uh, so anyway. <laughs> oh, God. A Facebook Alexis Lives. A Facebook Alexis Lives. You know, I tried to watch that. I got like 45 seconds in. It was like, girl. Anyway, uh, I want to know your thoughts on when Rue comes in and she's talking about the wax figure with the hidden camera in the eyes. I want to know okay. your thoughts before I share oh, mine. Sure. Is this conspiracy theory corner right now? I mean, I don't think that the editing and where the site ended oh. up had anything to do with eliminating queens. But what, no. what, what's your question? What, what do you mean, my thoughts? It was cute. It was this weird moment. I guess they wanted to just point out the fact that there was a wax figure of RuPaul in the workroom. I, I found it um, almost – it was almost a chance for Pheromone to dig at Valentina – by saying, oh, I'm going to pray to a statue of you and hope whatever. Oh, I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah. I don't know. I'm still kind of sensitive about that. But uh, yeah. but no. So if anything, if, if those are my thoughts, then those are my thoughts. But I, uh, otherwise, I was just kind of like, why are we spending time on this? Yeah. Well, I liken it to, and of course, any opportunity to talk about the comeback. At one point, Valerie is talking to, I guess, the old producer of the comeback. And she thinks that the show got canceled because of some Rodney King joke in season four of the show. And he's like... Are you kidding me? The reason it got canceled is because you had a chimp working at the law firm in season four. And I feel like we're starting to see – I don't want to say this, but between this and the sidekicks, that was the chimp of season four of I'm It. That's all I'm saying, Mary. Like I, this is, I, What? This is, this is like some shark-jumping nonsense. Like it was so cheesy. I – I don't know how to explain it. And I wonder if our Marys are listening had the same feeling as that when they cut to like the hidden camera in the eye, I was like, oh, this is a different kind of drag race. This is kind of like, this is, this is, this is rooted less in reality than it ever was before. Mm. Like well, now I it's mean, getting right, sticky, right. you know? Yeah. Well, I will say there was the shade tree last season that yeah. didn't take off. Chi Chi did it once. Right. And that was think, it. So I, I feel like Kim this sat is there just another... Bit newbie producer perhaps that was trying something out right it's kind of like this is like um it's like a thing that's not working for me maybe i i wonder if this is something younger fans are into but it's giving me hints of season five coco on the bus getting her life to joan van ark waving at her in front of a green screen but colin colin all i'm gonna say is it's a goddamn tv show lighten the fuck up no, I, mean, I, I should I, I should take my own advice, right? Clearly, I should take my own advice. So I'm giving it to you now. It's like, okay, it was this stupid little shtick. Instead of a mini challenge, they had this little thing, like with a little graphic, and they were like, hmm, let's do this. I have no idea what it meant. It was super weird. It was super out of left field. But you know what? Anybody that's watching this show is going to be like, uh, Shay's eyeball shirt was super out of left field, I, I which guess. I love, by the way. I love that. That I'm into. I think it's just 
there's a, this is it's just my own personal taste of of how I like my drag race. You know, I I like with I don't a side I don't, of soup <laughs> with a side of soup with a side of uh, precarious chowder. I I I like a little more realism. I don't I don't need this as as uh, Latrice would say this romper room fuckery. Like don't do the special effects. Don't don't give me this. Okay. Don't, All right. Like well, and you know it's interesting because yes, the sidekick thing. You're right. There. I mean, there's side effects. Or side effects. There's special effects here. It's not rooted in actual drag, but at the same time, it's a digital version of drag. I mean, it's 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 just another performance. I didn't mind the sidekicks as much. I'll I'll explain later why I minded the sidekick thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the terms of in terms of it being on the show, I was like, this is a great idea. Okay, cool. All right. It's like hologramness. I you know I I think that. When I think about, like, if this challenge was happening a few seasons ago, I feel like the queens themselves would have to come out in a separate sidekick look. You know what I mean? And yep. that's that's the kind of drag race I'm looking for. This, it, the whole time I'm thinking, well, the judges aren't actually watching this happen, so none of this is real. And I know that none of this is real, and we talk about that Wizard of Oz quality of this, but... This isn't just the man behind the curtain. I mean, this is like, oh, all of Oz is just like a cardboard cutout, you know? Like it's Well, they well, they definitely heard the sound while mm-hmm. they were on the runway. And so in that sense it was kind of live. I I feel like the sidekick thing and I, I, this my issue with the sidekick thing is that we didn't get to see them filming that yeah. portion of the challenge. I feel like that was a huge part of the challenge. And oh, they didn't yeah. even show that. They just yeah. showed the looks and the execution. And we didn't, like, when they're filming a music video or they're filming a TV show, we mm-hmm. see them practicing and filming it. And this, yeah. they didn't do that. And I could have learned so much more about Charlie Hyde's versus Kimura versus Shay had I right. seen them working on this. Right. Oh, I think that was a big part of it, too, is that this was such a large part of... I mean, this is part of why Kimora went home or why she was in the bottom, too. And it's like... But we didn't... We didn't see... All we saw was her not wanting to make a costume, which didn't really seem to be part of the final judging you know, of her, you know? It, I agree. I think that us not seeing them filming the sidekick portions made it even weirder because I was like, I'm so... This is so removed from what I expect from Drag Race, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. And I, I think the reason that I'm feeling so salty about all of this, and I'm admitting my saltiness, and uh, I think... is very salty sometimes. It's very salty. It is very... You know, you got to watch that sodium content, Mama. Um, <laughs> You'll puff up. <laughs> You'll puff up, Mama. Uh, and I, I think the reason I'm so salty is because I am feeling and I'm putting this out here and I'm happy to be wrong as the season goes on I'm feeling a little concerned about season 9 being everything I hoped it was going to be I know it's early but I have to be honest the first 3 episodes nothing has nothing has flooded my basement I mean I've liked some of the looks Sasha has flooded my basement Oh sh- well sure Sasha will always be the one stalwart you know but I it's not I'm just, it, it's that thing, you know, every season kind of has this, like, you know, season seven is kind of, people don't really love season seven, you know, even though Katya was great, you know, and season eight was like a solid but forgotten season because of All-Stars, and All-Stars 2 was this unbelievable season, and it's like, oh right. no, is season nine just kind of like failing to launch here a little bit? That's kind you know, of the You know what, down. I'm going to put things in perspective. Lady Gaga opened the show, okay? And that was That was, that was outstanding. Good. That was outstanding. Number two. Mm-hmm. 
The show aired on VH1. Okay, that's outstanding. Well, that's I think okay. So I will. I will. No, agree that's with outstanding. You. That's outstanding, and no. I don't mean like amazing, but I mean like that makes it remarkable. No, I agree with you, and I, I I agree about the Lady Gaga part. I take that back. I think that was really awesome. Her, uh, my basement was flooded in the untucked. Well, and there's another point. My basement has been. Maybe not flooded, but there's water seeping in more for untalked than there has been for the main episodes. Sure. That's certainly sure. true. My juices Inc- are flowing. I'm getting a little Yeah. Oh down yeah. There. Oh yeah. yeah. But only once I'm watching something on YouTube next morning, you know? Like I I think that um the fact that it's on VH1 is outstanding. I just wish that what was being shown on VH1 was a better representation of drag race. I think Sure, like I, and I think that's a strong. I think that's a strong opinion, and I think that's a strong stance, and I think that's great. I I can certainly agree with you. I absolutely agree with you. We have not seen anything spectacular. I'm not giving up on season nine yet because sure. I because there are Shea Coulee is still in this competition. Sasha Valor is still in this competition. Nina Bonina, Banana Thana Bonana, Osama Bin Laden Brown is still in this fucking season. Alexa Michelle is still here. Okay, mm-hmm. and not for nothing, but. Trinity K. Bonet totally surprised me. Every week she's been surprising me. And, I mean, Aja... Trinity, uh, Trinity Taylor. Aja, tr- yeah, Trinity Taylor. Aja, um, Aja. Slayed, slayed the runway. And I know that she's that something's going to happen there. I mean, granted, she might go home early, but something's going to happen there, okay? I so, mean, she- you know, we'll see what happens. And, you know, I, I, I love Charlie Hyde. Something's going on with him. I don't know why he's... Just kind of fading in the background, and um, uh, you know, cuckoo aside, because I didn't know about cuckoo, but uh, uh, Eureka is still in the competition. There are some great queens left that have yet to to be embraced, and I feel like when on season six, which we just reviewed, uh, mm-hmm. Bianca Del Rio was not really she was featured a lot in the Untucks in the beginning, mm-hmm. and she kind of came out as this kind of you know good queen. And, mm-hmm. and one of the experts, and we kind of know who those experts are in this show. We know, right? And we're right. frustrated because we don't know the outcome yet. We have to kind of work through this riffraff. So I'm just trying to motivate us a little bit. No, I hear you, and I think it goes back to your point you said before: is that there's all these like great queens who are not getting screen time, and so I'm like, ugh, like how much time are we going to spend with these other queens that I'm like not as excited about? You know, like we've got just like these powerhouses, and all like I'm I'm getting fleeting glimpses of them. You know, and and maybe once they get more screen time, once they get more storylines, like once I get a fucking Sasha Valor storyline, like maybe then I'll have a foot of water in my basement. We're a little frustrated with season nine, but I think we should just push forward, talk mm-hmm. about this episode and and, you know, get it going. Yeah. So we're we're in the workroom. And, you know, the, the fabric planet wall is featured. Yes. And we're at America's Next Top Sweatshop, apparently. Yeah. And we find out who can't sew, Farah and Kimora. Charlie uh. offers – I thought it was interesting when Charlie said, like, hey, you know, I'll take your money to sew your stuff if I have time. I, you know, I, mm-hmm. I couldn't tell if it was shady or if it was, like, actually serious. Right, right, because she said, oh, yeah, we'll see if I have some time. Uh, you know, speaking of, of queens who can't sew, because I guess – Nina Bonita Brown doesn't really sew, which was surprising to me because I guess I just – I don't know. I guess I just didn't expect that. And we don't see it in the main episode, but there is a, a really, really fabulous bonus clip of Eureka helping Nina make her cat suit. Oh. And it's – you know, I got to say it's a really – we and we see this – we see Eureka helping Pheromone as well. 
I, I'm really happy. Why ha- she helped her. I, I mean, know. I like, girl. I know. I know. But like I, this, I know. It, it, that's a whole other matter at hand. But I'm really happy to see Eureka. I think someone on the subreddit said there's this sort of southern matriarch charm to her helping these queens, like how she was helping Nina, <clears throat> that I really appreciate. And I really I, – I like seeing – Eureka portrayed that way and not as much like a villain. I really don't want to see Eureka as a villain. I, I think it's unfair. I think it's it's reductive to who I think Eureka really is or, or what we could see of who Eureka is on the show. Um, mm. Because there's this really, <clears throat> you know, we're, we're talking here about queens who can't sew, and it, it is ridiculous. But what was interesting is that in this clip when Eureka was helping Nina, you know, Nina's kind of like, oh, you know, a, a sort of feeling a bit, bad or lost that she's not able to and Eureka says you know what some people can't sew and she just kind of whatever like and it was like oh that's such a kind fair thing to say though at the same time it's season nine of drag race I don't really have patience for queens who can't sew I I don't it shows it shows a lack of preparedness yeah it shows a lack of awareness Mm-hmm. It almost shows a little bit of recklessness, which I don't think is a professional quality. Yeah. And if you come on the show and you're like, I can't, it's like, girl, you got to show up. Yeah. You got to at least have some sort of under- uh, make one dress. Right. L- know how to make one dress. Right, right. That's and, it. And then hot glue gun the rest of it. But like, yeah. n- know yeah. how to like, yeah. Know, know those basics. Like, you know this coming in. Like, it was so baffling to me that Pheromone was just like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? I'm so lost. It's like, Mary, you had so much time to not feel this way. I remember Alexis Michelle, before he got on Drag Race, and granted, like, I didn't know that he got on Drag Race. Nobody knew. Mm-hmm. But the months before, he was he was making his own shit, mm-hmm. and he was telling us, I was like, yeah, I just made this. Oh yeah, yeah, I made this. I've been, you know, I've been practicing sewing. Yeah, which is, I mean, I, little little Easter eggs, right? When you look back on it, but like, right. you, that's what you do. You you get the call, mm-hmm. and then you immediately start. What what am I gonna bring? Right, right. I feel like if I'm gonna make an audition tape, I'm gonna know how to sew. You know what I mean? Like, so, like I'm gonna have that skill down because I I just think that like, why would you why would you even throw your hat in the ring <clears throat> if you don't have you know, if you don't have enough to play, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know if I totally agree there. It's like, okay, learn how to sew after you get on. I can, I can, ag- I can excuse that. I can understand that. I think if I were, if, if it was Barbara Please for season 10, I would be. Does Ru know how to sew? Do you think RuPaul knows how to sew? That's a great question. I, because, you know, that's always the, the, the point that it comes back to is when they say that these are all things, these, you know, these are skills that RuPaul's had to sort of use and, and, and you know, display in her career. Because RuPaul was just very punk about things. Yeah. You know, she might have just put on women's clothing and put it all together. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think that's a great question. If our Mary is out there listening, does RuPaul know how to sew? Help, help a sister out. Let us know. Um, I don't know. I, I think regardless, I just feel like I, I I wanted to save this, but now is the perfect time to bring up my new favorite RuPaul's Drag Race quote, which is, of course, from Shea Coulee in Untucked, is, why y'all acting brand new? This is, <laughs> I loved it! And to punctuate that... Like, Come on, why y'all, y'all acting brand new? Who was after Peppermint? Like... <laughs> 
that is now like what I say uh, when I'm just like, no. what is what is the, the fucking why problem? Why y'all acting brand new? Hashtag brand new. Hashtag why y'all acting brand new. Yeah, and, Absolutely. and if you're really upset, it's why y'all acting brand new. Who was after Peppermint? You know what I mean? Who like, oh, uh, yeah. I, and she's clapping. I mean, it's, it, oh my God, Shea Coulee. I know I'm jumping around and I'll get to this later. She's, she's up there now with Sasha as like. Thank the, you. Thank you. I I'm in fucking love. love her. I love. fucking love her. She's such I a. I love her. I love everything about her. Yeah. She, I mean, and I, I kind of. I and she knows Tony. Oh, and she knows Tony Soto. She was, she's oh, on the right. Tony Soto show. She, that's or at least right. she was on it. That's right. Yeah. She's, yeah. Yeah. She's there. And it's, it's not just that she's a fabulous queen. Cause she is, she's just such a great all around consummate queen. She is such like a great real energy. I feel like, oh, you're being yourself the whole time. Like there's something about her. I get like, it's sort of like with Katya. I'm like, oh, I totally get you. I get who you are. I, I see that this is who you really are. And it's very genuine and very approachable and very likable. Like I would, I would, happily be friends it, with Shea I feel Coulee. like it's so easy to talk to Shea Coulee. Yeah. Because you know exactly, I mean, I feel like, well, anyway, we could, we, I, we I could gag about Shay. Let's save her for another episode. Yes. One, okay, so back to the episode. So one of the things that I loved in the workroom when RuPaul came in, um, by the way, there was that whole Kamara doesn't know what an adjective thing is, the cuckoo moment yeah. where she taught her how, how to speak English, essentially. Yeah, I thought uh, Which Cynthia I thought was, was brilliant. I thought yeah. it was brilliant. Um, Cynthia was but, being very uh, kind, I think, in that yeah. moment. She was and choosing kindness. It was kindness. also the first time that we saw, like, that the queens are actually given a template to like fill out, like a Mad Libs. Like, yeah, it's interesting how we we the the curtains drawn a little bit. We kind of see, oh, okay, so these queens are actually like handheld. Yeah, this is how you do this. Mm-hmm. This is you know to, to help them kind of be successful to create kind of a baseline. Right. To judge them all. So I thought it was cool to see that. But uh, anyway, so the line that I loved was when RuPaul says to Valentina, can I see your eyes? Yes. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I I mean, I felt that way when she did the, the Lady Gaga look. It was like, the problem is I can't see your eyes behind those sunglasses. Like, right. Yeah. yeah. I, yes, I, I, I was stuck with that. Was That whole moment. I, I'm, I, I don't want to miss this one point about the template you said before, and then I want to jump back to this. So apologies, Marys, we're jumping around, but I, I think you'd appreciate this, is that Sasha Valor hosted a viewing party at the Monster, um, and she was talking about that template they were given, and I and she was saying something about, like, it was so, like, heteronormative and, like, princess meets so-and-so, uh-huh. and apparently she was oh. like, no, 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 she finds herself. It yes! Was, and I just wanted to make sure we could throw that in there, that, like, Sasha... There's a great someone. Uh, someone posted a bunch of quotes on the subreddit of different things Sasha had said during the the viewing, and it's great. I should I'll post the link on Twitter. It's just like more Sasha fabulousness. But anyway, I just wanted to shoehorn that in. Back to Valentina. Um, that whole so this goes back to our original question about is Valentina long conning us? Is she grifting us? The sunglasses, the turban, part of me is like, girl, live your kooky fantasy. Who am I to stop you? Be you 110%. But why don't I trust you? Why don't I believe you? Why don't I well, believe the only reason The only reason I wouldn't believe her now is because we met her with Michelle Visage. She was the first queen we met. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the things she said wasn't true. Yeah. Well, you know, she said she doesn't sew and she she doesn't really do comedy but she's studied theater and improv she talked about that in an interview so i'm 
it's it's an interesting there's just this thing in my gut that's saying that Valentina is coming in with this I'm just 10 months new to brand brand new to drag and I just started and you know she she's doing that thing and then is like coming out with these like fierce fucking looks and I feel like we're gonna see you know she won a challenge you know I mean yeah I I I I am happy for Valentina to do well but don't but don't lie to me along the way because I can't get together with that. I can't connect with that. You know what yeah. I mean? That's yeah, the problem. Don't, don't self-produce. Right. Don't self-produce. Like yeah. there was something. And she the... is self-producing. We've been saying that since the beginning. Yes, she's she's. Uh, may I say something? May I? I, right. I have something's important to say. There, I mean, maybe that's not self-producing. That's just Valentina. That drives me nuts. Um, but there was something in that interaction with Rue that. It was the fact that, like, Valentina could just come right out with that, like, Brooke Shields Blue Lagoon, Blue Lagoon Eyebrows reference. That's, like, a deep cut. That's, like, a that's wow. a kind of obscure 80s reference. And I was, like... Yeah, well, yeah, Valentina, I noticed that, too. That's a deep cut. And so, I'm that like... That was a big deal. That was a big yeah, deal for a young girl. Yeah. yeah. And so I was... I, that's why I'm that's why I'm having this feeling that Valentina's a long con. Not that she isn't talented, but that she's very talented. And mm. I don't like this idea that she's just this like Bambi in the woods who's just like, I don't know, I just put this wedding dress on and you know, it's just like, no, no, no. I think you know exactly what you're doing. Why don't you just do it? You know? Um okay. All right. you know, I, speaking of Valentina and Rue. Girl, she this, came to she came to slay, not to play. She right? did come to slay. Yes. I, I just think own your slaying. Own your slaying girl. Okay. Yeah, um right. speaking of which, this is of course is the first time we're seeing Rue one-on-one with the girls I think in the season this is the first time we're getting some one-on-one time which is significant because we really I think we learn a lot from these one-on-ones in the workroom we didn't yes we didn't see them last week I don't no I don't I don't think Rue came to visit them in the workroom last week unless I'm oh that's right because it was the cheerleader challenge yeah so they were just they were just doing yeah yeah Yeah, I mean the the last time we saw one-on-ones with them was in the 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 car yeah, yeah, which is, you know, just a totally different context. Right. And, and so it's interesting to kind of – I like to see how Rue interacts with the girls. And, sure, sure. Um, this was know, an interesting interaction though. Yeah, the one with Valentina. I almost think that Rue is having the same feeling I am. I think that I think that they love Valentina, but I think the I, the, I want to see your eyes thing, I'm like, Rue's smart. Yeah, that's there's a double entendre there, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I also wanted to comment on the interaction. I mean, I don't really feel like talking about Rue and Farah. I felt like Farah was just a whole bunch of excuses. Aja was um, kind of giving her the like, I'm just going to turn it out, which is like famous last words. The Rue and Trinity interaction. I'm curious what your response was to that. So. They lingered on that for a long time, and they mm-hmm. kind of gave away that she was going to win. I mean, there was this interaction that they were having that I felt was so familiar, and mm-hmm. Rue was just so tickled by Trinity. Yeah, um, that there was this sense that you kind of saw it, like just in the editing, that it was okay. Trinity's going to do well. Right, right. Though I, when it first started, there was something about the edit of like Trinity's kind of like throw the head back laugh, like it was a little fake. And I thought they were kind of painting Trinity to be like being fake with like creating this false connection with Rue. But Rue was just living for Trinity. And honestly, I was surprised. And I think this is this is a lot about Trinity. I think a lot of us are kind of surprised by Trinity. I think I don't know about you, but like she is giving me so much more than I thought she'd give. 
Oh, so well, there's no, there's no question from our predictions. And yeah. I remember telling you, one of my friends in Astoria said to me, and like a bunch of my, you know, friends that I, you know, uh, sing with, um, that Trinity is the one to watch. Yeah, I mean, I remember when we talked about it with the Beat the Queens, it was like, oh, this bitch, whatever. And then it was like, you know, watch her run away with the whole competition. I mean, she's she's really kind of, you know, as Ross Matthews said, I think about, um, oh, it was about one of the queens. Uh, I think it was about oh, it was about Naomi Smalls in season eight. He goes, she is checking every box for me. Like, mm-hmm. Trinity's, much to my surprise, she's totally checking the boxes for me, including in Untucked later with Asha. She had some really yeah. solid, like, yes, yes. I, I had this, like, real appreciation. Well, she's a pageant queen. She's a pageant queen. She well, knows yeah. how to compete. Yeah, she the beat. She's won. She beat Alyssa Edwards. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say is I had this deeper appreciation for that pageant background because like, oh, you you really embody that. You're like, you know what? You got to own what you're doing and you got to just like right. you are here to be not criticized but to be given feedback. Like I'm 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 so happy to be wrong about Trinity. I'm so happy to be wrong about anybody sure. Uh, sure. because it makes this more interesting. But I mean, I think seeing Rue really live for Trinity solidified that for me in this interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so the, the, the other note I had before we kind of move on is um, when Shay brings up the social media filters and yes. how it's in a sense kind of ske- skewing drag. It's an interesting thing for them to edit in to this episode, mm-hmm. especially with Aja and the fact that she's going to be on the bottom um, later. The fact that they're bringing it up is also RuPaul and her camp saying like, Hey, it's not just looks. It's right. Not, it's, it's not just that. There mm-hmm. is so much more you need to embody about performance. There's so much more that you need to bring through about yourself that we need to see. Yeah. And Aja is hiding under filter, 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 paint, 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 eyelash, eyelash, eyelash. Yeah. And it's almost like they're, they're either starting to create a story of Aja figuring things out or a story where they're going to explain why she goes home. Yeah, I mean, I really hope that it's a, you know, sort of a Dora Delano kind of like, you know, a, a bit of RuPaul school, school for Girls, you know, storyline. I, I've really grown to like Aja. I think she she also has a kind of a very, there's something about her energy that I like. I think that there's, I like her way more than I expected to. I want her to do well. I, of course, respect a queen who can turn out a lip sync. Uh, and I, I want to see her pull it together. I want to see her do better. Um I did feel that the whole her being the subject of this whole Facetune thing and them showing pictures of her, it was a little shady. But to your point, it was also very much RuPaul's camp, so to speak, speaking to like this is this is very much what drag is kind of becoming in the age of gay bars closing and and Instagram and social media. But in that, there is a filtering out of of the real core of what drag does. You know. Wow. Well said. There, it is being filtered out. Yeah, no pun intended. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, it's an intended. interesting pun. In, yeah. In, interesting pun. Yeah. 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 Um, but you know, I, I'm, I'm rooting for, for Aja in the storyline for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I hope, I hope it happens for her. You know. So the next thing I think they talked about, which was our clip of the week, was, um, the, the pulse shooting, and I have to say that I got very, very emotional watching this, mm. um, especially when Cynthia was talking about Martin. And I, yeah. I, I, I basically bawled. Um, mm. it, it really brought me to 
a different space. And I thought it was a really powerful moment in the episode. So if you're going to give this episode a read and call it a D-plus episode, which is fine, I think one of our, our listeners, Shane, uh, gave it a D-plus. Mm. Or maybe she gave it a C-plus. I would bump it up a little bit because they at least had this moment in here that made me feel something. Yeah, I mean, I think, again, as we sort of said at the beginning of this, like it was so important that they they talked about this, and I was so happy to see them talk about it. And I... I was so surprised by Cynthia's story. I mean, she, the way that she told it was so, I don't want to say unemotional, but it was just so like, there was just this interesting way that she told that story. And there's something, I mean, Cynthia is such an interesting person in that we've seen her now deal with liver cancer and deal with, you know, tragic death of her friend. And I have my opinions about Cynthia as a contestant, but as a human being, she's clearly very strong and clearly has... A, a certain perspective and grace and humor. Of course, you know, Sasha was kind of singing these praises last week about her. And it's, I guess it, it's nice to see that on display. You know, it's nice to kind of see really, Cynthia can be kind of this, you know, cuckoo, cuckoo, you know, kiki, kooky character, but she's, she's a tough cookie, you know? And for her to be able to tell that story and to be kind of so... I'm not say matter of fact about it, but just, you know, it's the way that she told it. It was kind of similar to how Peppermint told her high school story last episode. It was yeah. like, wow, you, you, t- you took this on. And, right, right. Um, it just showed a lot of strength. And I, I and maturity. That. Yeah, absolutely. And maturity. And, and, maturity. and again, again, another adult in the room. It's just like, thank God. Yeah, maybe you that's know, what you it look is. To those adults. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so, that Cynthia really is more than I expected an adult in the room. Yeah, I, you know what? And the more God, and I never thought I'd say this. I'm like tearing up right now. I, I mean, after this episode, like I would love to meet her. Yeah, and, and just and just talk to her and 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 get her energy and give her energy. I I think that would be great. Yeah, well, I mean, in the theme of kindness, I think that she very organically and and truthfully lives that. You know, and I think the fact that we hear about it from the other queens almost more than we see it says a lot. She's not doing it for the cameras, you know what I mean? Like, or they're not showing those clips or whatever. Like, she's she's getting her praises sung for her. Hi ho, hi ho! Oh, hey, girl! Uh, <laughs> one of the best parts of the runway was when she says hi ho, because uh, it's a fairy tale, but it's also like hi ho, like calling him a ho. Right, right. <laughs> uh, it's a funny. So we're at the runway, and I thought they all looked great on the panel. Um, what, what's his face? Cheyenne Jackson is a butch queen since '75. I, I know you're rolling your eyes. Mary. I roll Talk about it. Talk about oh. it. Cheyenne Jackson as a, as a guest judge. What's up? Oh, I just. I, I'm. It's fine. Like I know that I'm. The cheese might stand alone in this opinion. I just feel like. Okay, Cheyenne, we get it. You're masculine. Would you just fucking relax? <laughs> like, I, you know, I, I, I just there's there's this great quote from The Simpsons where Homer says something. He's like, I like my, you know, I, I like my, I don't know. Let's just say my my pizza hot, my beer cold, and my homosexuals flaming. And I, and I know I got that wrong except for the last part. I like I like my homosexuals a little gay, and I just felt like. It was. I don't know. I know that I'm alone in this, but it was just my gut reaction was like, okay, Cheyenne, we get it. You're a butch queen. You're masculine. You're butch. Mask He's gay. Mask. He's just as gay as us, Colin. Well, if that's what he wants to put out, like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna read him 
because that's what he wants to put out. Well, it's I fine. Am. He doesn't have to be Ross Matthews. You know, he he can he can be he can be himself. The one thing I will read him on is that well, I'll read society and the world of drag on, or at least this TV show on is like, okay, he's another straight acting tall white man, and uh, it's, it's straight acting, right? I mean, he yeah. clearly has sex with men, so it's not that straight acting. Right. But you know, and, and so he gets a lot of attention, and mm-hmm. that sucks. Right. Right. So that's I, what I'm going to read him on. But I'm not going to blame him for being himself and kind of I don't know. I hope that he's being himself. Well, I guess I just don't. I don't know if I felt like he was being himself. It's not my place to comment on who Cheyenne Jackson is. I don't know him that well. I just... Well, you know him. Like, well, you know. Yeah, chapter and verse, mama. But I... Uh, <laughs> no, I just... Um, I don't know. I just... It was, it was just a hair-trigger reaction. I just... I don't know. It just felt like the whole Butch Queen thing. It was just like, oh, God, would you just relax? We get it. You're masculine. Um I've made my point. I've said my Got piece. It. Happy to be alone on this one. Got it. So can... so how do you want to talk about the runway? Do you want to go through each look? I mean, we could, or we could, you know, talk about your favorites. I, I'm I'm up for anything. That I I definitely have thoughts on the top and the bottom and and yeah. who is safe. Some um, some left more of an impression than others. I do want to say as an overall issue with the runway is that the lighting completely fucked them over. The lighting was awful. It washed them all out. If you look at these looks in Untucked versus on the stage, it is totally different. And I just, like, it it was just really, and you could see it from the start, from Cynthia, it was just, like, very, everything just kind of got muted. And I just thought that was strange, and I think this is not something Drag Race has done in the past. Normally the lighting is pretty spot on and you can fully see everything. I mean, the one exception being, you know, poor Ginger Midge with that, you know, light up pigs in space and all stars too. But um, I, I, I felt that was, that was problematic. So that's just an overall issue. Um, Okay. You know, I mean, Cynthia's, I thought she was Princess Kukulina. It was all about her cuckoo and keeping your cuckoo clean for others. You know, it was silly and campy. I thought, I, I appreciated when the queens went to camp and went to comedy. I think that was the point yep. of this challenge, right? So Peppermint, they loved Peppermint. And yeah. to be perfectly honest with you, I was I was in accordance with Alexis. I thought Peppermint m- might have been on the bottom. I wasn't mm. that crazy about her look. I didn't think it was that memorable. Maybe it was the lighting, but her, her makeup was not popping. So, yeah. Well, you know, the thing with Peppermint, I, I I liked, I mean, it was nice to see a new silhouette. It was nice to not see her in a coat. But I, there's something about Peppermint where I just, I, I feel like the clothes are never really fitting her right. Like, I she's a, she's a curvy girl, and I love that. Like, I think it's a really sexy figure. I just feel like sometimes either the coats are too big or this just didn't seem to, like, I don't know. There was something, like, just slightly off about it. Um I liked I, it, but I, I I thought the the choker looked kind of cheap and mm-hmm. didn't really match the outfit. I I really wasn't that into it. And uh, uh, somebody on Twitter brought up a really good point. But like the fact that she connected it to this personal story mm. was, I think, helpful for her. Yes, they love that. Rue yeah. kind of like went right to it, right, mm-hmm. and even made like a you know. Only you can prevent grease fires. Right. Right. Yeah. right. I think um, it was good to add that in. That helped her. That mm-hmm. helped her a lot. So, but I Peppermint, think... 
you know, it's, it's interesting that Peppermint's in the top again when I just have been a little underwhelmed. Yeah, I I would I haven't had a wow moment with Peppermint yet. Well, with I had I liked her club kid look. Her club kid look. She was Peppermint. Oh, Pepper- oh, oh God, I forgot about that. That was How feels like could that, you forget? Well, it just feels like that was so long ago. Oh my God, that look was, un- I take it back, that look blew my mind. Yeah. Oh, because yeah. we haven't seen it yet. That's why. We, we haven't. Was that the first episode? Yeah, it was the first episode, Mary. Come on, Mary. Girl, I oh, oh I have, Mary. I've got, I've, got, oh. I've got travel brain. I don't know where I am. I don't know what time it is. Oh, um, you know, it, like I am. Tell me something I don't know. Yeah, right. Oh God, how to pad. Um, but anyway, no, I um. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so mean this episode, but um. Yes, oh, it's no. all about kindness with you. It's isn't all about it? kindness. It's all about kindness. That's right. Uh, it's a long con. I'm pulling a Valentina. Um, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag long con. Love Hashtag it. long con. Yeah. So, I don't. I don't have much to say about Farah except no. Like just no. Nope. Oh my god. Oh nope. god. And she was reading that that piece of paper. It was. I wish I could have seen her filming that. I mean, that was that was really hard to watch. It was really hard to watch. And I yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm happy that she. And to be honest with you, I'm happy that she wasn't in the bottom mm-hmm. because, and maybe maybe somebody else emailed about this, but um, I'm happy that she wasn't in the bottom because the lip sync would have been terrible. Yes, well, somebody I think said that on the subreddit. It's like it's so great that they didn't waste this amazing song. Yes, on yes. Farrah. Yes, that's what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. Aja... because oh, who tweeted at us that great clip? Oh, it's um, of uh, uh, Eric. It's was Dupree. it Eric? Um, oh yes, 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 I, yes, I'm, yes. I'm forget. Oh, how terrible! I'm forgetting the first name. It's a it's a classic drag queen entrance. She drops from the ceiling into a split, uh, and it's a great lip sync. It's a fabulous performance. Oh my god! Oh, oh my god! I is... remember like wagging my oh oh. It's Tandy Amand Dupree. Of yeah, course. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's... um, I, I wagged my finger off. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. It before Alexis Michelle spun from witch to princess. This yeah. was like the gag. This was the drag yeah. race, the, or the drag queen gag uh, yeah. on YouTube. You know, it's it, I, and I will say this. It says on um, Wikipedia that she actually she passed in two thousand and five. Oh, that's uh, right. From, from yeah, from complications with AIDS. So oh, we should. Wow. We should send up Tandy Iman Dupree for this amazing lip sync, and she is holding strong. Her legacy mm-hmm. is still there because I don't think I will ever see, I will oh. ever see a lip sync like that ever again. <laughs> it's so fabulous! I mean, whenever I hear that song, I just think of her dropping out of the ceiling. Yes, yes. Right? I just oh, fa- I mean, and yeah. then and then the superhero guy like picks her up and throws oh. her, and she goes into a split. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, it is. It is high drag. It is so good. Yeah, no, that is that is brilliant. We we will definitely post it on Twitter. It, it needs to be celebrated and rewatched often. Um, um, so anyway, sorry, we we started talking about that because of Farah. Anyway, right. Well, we um, had to talk about something was, interesting, you know. <laughs> seriously, next was Climaxica with Charlie Hyde's with Snatchpacker. I, I liked all the puns, the cunnilingus pun. Mm-hmm. Um, he's protecting her from bad puns and double entendre, or she was protecting her. Uh, it was it was cute. Yeah, um, who who was it on Twitter who said that the the sidekick was very Sally Jesse Raphael? I was very oh spot my on. God. Yeah, that was very spot on. I, you know, I'll say this: I have two thoughts on Charlie. One, the sidekick finally showed us some personality from Charlie Hyde's, which I think we've been kind of needing, and I think the judges have been looking for. So that was great. Um, two, I will say that I liked Charlie's look until I saw it in Untucked, and then I loved it. 
I think the lighting did her wrong. She looked fabulous. She looked, you know, she reminded me like her makeup and her hair. And I wish I could place, you know, I'm going through the Rolodex in my head and I just can't place it. But she really reminded me of somebody else, another queen in another challenge. She looked really beautiful. Um, I would take too long. It would just be me and like the Jeopardy music trying to figure this out. Yeah. Um, it's fine. I'll, if I think of it, I'll post it on Twitter. Um, okay. I thought she looked good. And I, I, I think her sidekick finally was showing us a side of Charlie we weren't getting yet. So that was good. Um, <laughs> so then we had uh, Eureka, who I feel like earlier in the episode, it was kind of this red herring that she was doing the sewage princess and it kind of just ended up being like, okay, well, you got a roach on your face. Work, work it out. It was an interesting story. She had the, the funny sidekick. By the way, the person who said it was Sally Jesse Raphael, of course, was Twitter Joe. Oh, Twitter Joe, of course. Of Very course. clever man. Very clever man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Eureka, I felt was um, – I will say this. Her sidekick, the little dog, was giving me Ginger Minge realness. Like it yes. felt like a character yes. Ginger Minge would play. Right. And right. I don't mean to be shady. I just think that she would – it makes me think yeah. of like – it got she, me, gal. Yeah, like she would – if that was a character she had to play, she'd kill it. She'd be super funny. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, um, Alexis, you know, I got to talk about Alexis. Yeah, and, go for it. I say yeah. this with absolute love because I'm a huge fan. I'm rooting for her. Mm -hmm. I know her. Um, every single week so far, she has just fallen short. There has been something a little off, whether it was the lettering mm -hmm. or it was, you know, like this week where it was her sidekick was not that funny – yeah, uh, and I didn't understand the crabs. Yeah, I, I loved her makeup. I was gagging for her hair, mm -hmm. but I just didn't understand. She had the stick. Yeah, and I, I, I didn't understand. Yeah, I, if somebody has, if somebody can think about the subway fish and what that all meant and what her look kind of meant for it, let let a bitch know. But I didn't really get it. Yeah. I had similar feelings. Love the makeup. Love the hair. Love the neck up. Um, I felt like. Uh, to be Michael Kors about this, the dress was very MOB, very Mother of the Bride. Mother of the Bride. It was a little matronly, and of course it's so fitting because Alexis has been just like Mama Bear this season. Oh, okay. Um, All right. <laughs> but funny. Uh, I, yeah, I have the exact same feeling about Alexis, you know, that I'm never like, there's always something a little bit off. There's always something just a little bit off, yeah. and I don't know why or what it is. I do feel like... Um, it's similar to Peppermint. Like, obviously, Alexis is a bigger girl, and I, I, I'm not. It, it's almost like I don't want to say she doesn't. I'm not saying she doesn't know how to dress for her body, but like, the the clothes are not. Her looks are not working for her as well as I think they could. Yeah, like, I mean, I to be honest with you, I had more of a problem not with how her look was fitting, but just the conception of it and her mm -hmm. sidekick. I yeah. Just, yeah, it was that like it was that sort of like bro or nasha, you know? Right. <laughs> bro nasha. Yeah. Oh, bro nasha. Bro nasha. All right, Mary. All right, Mary. Here we go, Mary. All right. And I feel like if she was going to do Subway fish, I think that she should have gone more in the direction of Subway than fish. Yes. She should. Yes. I mean, right. I would have loved to see some like MTA cards. Like I don't know how is she. You know what I mean? Like I. I don't right, know. Right. I know. Um, maybe I'm asking for too much, but. Um, I think that the, sorry yeah no yeah. she could have gone there I think the undersea the 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 that element of it the 
ocean element of it wasn't as interesting as like it would have been if she did like more of a subway thing. I think that would have right. been kind of cool. Um, a little more New York, you know? Yeah, very New York, very her. I yeah. mean, I think we can skip Kimora. Um, yeah. She was reading the script. It was very weird. Can uh, I say I this, though? The banner lady. Yeah, go ahead. The monkey was kind of cute in, like, a... Ooh, he's cute. Like, it was Kimora, right? But, like, I don't know. Like, I guess that's my kind of guy. I love... Like, there was with the hair. There was something about Kimora. I don't know. I know. I'm very surprised by this. Not the monkey my eyes are My eyes are wide and looking around. Just the face. Just the face and the way her hair was. It was kind of cute. I was like, he's... Come okay, Kamora. I'm feeling something in this makeup. I don't know. I I guess I. Thanks for your honesty, Colin. Listen, I'm just I'm just calling it as I see it. I thought that monkey was cute. Um... That's, that's what she said. Yeah. yeah. Right. I just I that monkey was cute, girl. All right. All right. Moving I'm, right along. I'm gonna to my own favorite it. to my favorite look, oh. which was Nina Bonita Brown and that amazing breast shaking ink Ugh. alien thing i love the whole presentation yeah. i love the whole idea of it i thought it was so well executed I, yeah. I, and granted they even said in the untucked they're like yeah i can see how this isn't working but i'm like no 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 no. this is the best look on the runway well yeah in terms of all the looks i mean that makeup that headpiece all of that was just so because you know that the cat suit itself was pretty basic but it didn't need to be complex because the makeup was so much that oh I, my god i needed oh it god. to be the focus you know like it I thought Nina looked – it was shocking that she was only safe over, like, yeah. Peppermint. Yeah. It was shocking. Yeah. Right, uh, over Peppermint. Anyway. Yeah, okay. yeah. Good. I'm uh, glad you agree. Um, so then we have to talk about yeah. Sasha Valor. We always have okay? to talk about Sasha Valor. We always have to talk about Sasha Valor, and then we can kind of, you know, fast forward. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But, but I just want to read what I wrote down because I was basically transcribing, right? So oh, it, was, great. it was self self-doubtia. And Lump was was her sidekick, and mm -hmm. basically he trapped her in a cage, filling her mind with self doubt and weakness. But the princess wasn't scared of me. She embraced my darkness and showed me love. So I opened the cage and I set her free. And I am a puddle on the floor. Oh, okay. I have to leave the room. Yeah, this is yeah. I have to pause it and I have to breathe and be like, that is a wonderful fairy tale. Ah. Oh. I know. What I a would... drag fairy tale. Like, that should be the next Disney movie that RuPaul needs to co-sign. Co-sign. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, but, but I will say this. I will say this. Because I can love on Sasha forever. Yeah. But if I were to give her some advice at this point in the competition, it would be to lighten up. Yes. Yes. You know, I – this was something that people were saying in the subreddit because there was a, a bonus clip of RuPaul talking to Sasha about her look and, and what she was doing. And there was that sense as well. Like I think RuPaul was on board for like the self-doubt story and he was like, oh, I've been there. But that was a lot of the feedback that people were saying on the subreddit was like Sasha really – like she she does need to lighten up. I think that Sasha – What's her whimsy look like? You know, Right, like, right. What does that look like? I think that would be brilliant. Yeah, and I think, you know, I think that Sasha maybe, I don't think the problem is that she takes herself too seriously, but she takes drag very seriously, yeah. and I yeah. respect that. I think I think that's fabulous, and I kind of don't want her to change, but yeah. if she's going to win, if she's going to get to the top, she yeah. has to lighten up a little bit. We have to see a different side of her. I so agree. this makes me a little nervous for Snatch Game. Sure, me too. That's Those are some of the thoughts I had was like, oh gosh, I really, like, I I, I think she can do it. I mean, I, I have faith in her because I need to, but um, 
yeah, I'm having the same quandary where like I know that she needs to have more fun to do well here, but at the same time, I have so much respect and I feel so many emotions about when Sasha approaches drag with with like what drag does and co-signing our fantasies and and and, and a way to heal. Like I don't want that to get diluted at the same time because it's such a beautiful point of view and right. It's so it's so great. It's just so she's so uh, she's so great. But I want her to do well, so I want her to adapt a little bit. Um, mm. And I do want to say that that headpiece, like the illustrative example of what she was talking about, was so brilliant. It was just it was beautiful. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, she's doing really well. Yeah. Um, so you know, we had Trinity and Shay and Valentina and Aja. Um, I, I thought they were all great, uh, in a, except for Aja, right? Um, Valentina, I will say, um, it was, I, it was shocking how funny it was. I didn't think that she was going to be able to do that kind of, that yeah, kind of shtick. Right, and it was, it was really clever too. Yeah, the yeah. shade hate everyone. Shade is the most evilest queen of all. I, I just thought it was so clever. So, yeah. No, I agree. And she looked, obviously, looked beautiful. I mean, I, she really, I mean, she's just such a gorgeous queen. Um. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's, I understand the feelings that people are having, like the queens are having about Valentina, where it's like, oh, God, like, they just fucking love anything you do, but it's like, oh, God, it's kind of hard to argue with that, because she's she's kind of coming out with, like, all, like, knockout looks each time, and following it up with being funny and clever and all that other shit. Yeah, 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 and you know, and, and who was it, was it um, Todrick Hall, who said, evil people come in beautiful packages? yeah. Yeah, and I, I Which, appreci- again, I'm just like, oh, I love when they talk like that. Yes. Well, I mean, it kind of goes back to that like Sasha thing where I'm like, oh yeah, let's go deep. Let's 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 talk about things like that. I don't want to lose that conversation. Um, though I do have room for, of course, when <laughs> when RuPaul said about Shay, why don't you come up and seaweed me sometime? <laughs> no, no. I mean, no. I died. No. I died. I just lived for that. Like, like. Oh, I mean, it was just that was so funny and so it was such a great um, it was such a great gag on these puns. It was such a great gag yeah. to have it not land. That's the first time I've ever done that, and I I thought that was just a a, a lovely meta moment. Sure, um, sure. So they 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 go and get their critiques, and I think the the one critique that I think is the most interesting is when. Kimura was saying how uncomfortable she felt without padding and then they oh. literally ran with that and read her for Phil. Oh my god. I mean, it was interesting that she, I, I felt like she was doing that cuz she knew she was in the bottom and it was like, well, I got to give you I got to give you some human. I got to give you a story. I got to give you a reason to keep me around. And it was right. just there was no <laughs> self-aware. And and I could see sure. how she thought that this was impactful. Right. And I even bought it for a hot second, and then it was just like RuPaul just like blank staring. Yeah, he's like, "Okay, well, thank you for that." Uh, yeah, that was. Um, it was very like Trinity saying, "I am a, a lip synker. I can lip sync," and RuPaul being like, "Oh, okay, okay right, thank you." Right, right, right. Yeah, it was. It was just. Um, I don't. And by Trinity, I, I mean Trinity K. Bonet from. Stanford. Right, of course. I feel like. I have never seen them not having it with a queen as much as they were not having it with Kimura. Like, they just weren't even, like, enter. They, like, you know what I mean? Like, there was just this element of, like, all right, we're going to send you home. Yeah, this is stupid. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, I did feel that way with uh, when they sent Dax and Layla home. Oh, sure. I mean, that was. 
Yeah, I mean, it was similar. Yeah, there was a certain sense of like, all right, get out of here. But like this, it was so subtle and it was so just like, I don't know. The fact that they ran with it, the fact that they like re- like referred yeah. to it and like made yeah. multiple jokes about it told me it was just like, all right, RuPaul loves all these girls, but not equally, you know? Right, right. Um, so then of course- I mean, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, I was going to oh, jump to the lip yeah, sync, yeah. but I think that- Oh, yeah, yeah. No, the lip sync, I mean, it was- Aja was was epic next to Kimura. It was oh. like, oh, okay, a pro is back. Here's yeah. a pro doing something that they're good at, at least. Granted, do I think Aja did the best? I don't think it was her song, but I think she she slayed it. Oh, and that's yeah. what a pro would do. She yeah. had face, she had body, she had energy. Whereas yeah. Kimura, it, it was as if Kimura had never done that before. And I don't know if if she, it was just because Kimura had resigned herself to losing, uh, or or what, because she kind of had that moment in Untucked where she's like, "All right, well, I'm the happiest loser," yeah. and she yeah. just kind of gave up, you know, and 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 was almost kind of being nice about it. I think I'm being nice by saying that in the sense that she kind of gave up because I don't know, maybe I'm being really mean because maybe she tried really hard. But like, yeah, maybe she was really crazy. trying up there. But she didn't know the words, and she didn't really – like, this was the same thing with Kimura the last episode, and other lip syncs I've seen Kimura do is there's a – there's such a low energy. Like, it just – she – like, Aja was just hitting every beat, and, I, like, sure, was it, like – was it from now on? No. But was I waving a hanky? No. But I was, like, you are doing everything you're supposed to do right now to win this lip sync, and I respect that. Whereas Kimura, it just felt so, like – it just felt – so sedated you know and i knew that like i knew as soon as aja was in the bottom two i was like okay well she'll be fine you know because i knew aja was a great lip syncer and she had i mean there there are a couple ways to win a lip sync of course that that spin into a split was great but it's when she did that like face with like the nails she did that like if you give oh i loved it i love that i love that yeah that's how you win a lip sync and you know and they cut to like carson getting his life on that Whenever, like, if I was ever in that moment, I would be given face after face because they love oh, yeah. face. Right. And because it's personality, it's interesting. This isn't just like a dance contest, you know? It's not just a dance challenge. And so I, I'm glad Aja was in the bottom two so we got to see all of that. I hope this lights a fire under her. I, I really want to see more from Aja. I really do. I, I, especially after this lip sync, I just think that, like, there is a lot of talent there, and I, I don't know. I um, I'm rooting for her to really turn it around. All right, so let's let's briefly head backstage and talk about Untucked. Um, I, re- and this is pro- this is really where my love for Shay got cemented, and then just completely paved into uh, forever with later with the why y'all acting uh, brand new. Uh, I really enjoyed this talk among the comedy queens uh, of the, the sex talk. I really enjoyed this. I felt like we were finally getting to see who these queens were. And it really helped that like there were only half of them back there because they were on right. all fighting for screen time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was interesting. I did feel like we learned that they were all really threatened by Valentina. Oh. When they when I, I forget who said it. Who said that they wanted to hate fuck oh, them? That was Shea Coulee. Oh my god. Oh my god. That, Shocking. So yeah, that was so funny to me. It was like I would hate fuck Valentina. She looks like she can <laughs> take a dick. <laughs> I lived for that. I was wow. like that was 
I mean, I get it. I totally get it. It reminds me a little bit of season one, right? Where they all Mm. kind of were shitting on Rebecca Glasscock because she was so new. And they were all threatened by her newness. And, like, RuPaul loves that. Yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting parallel. Uh, you know, yeah, because Re- Rebecca Glasscock got to the top three. Yeah, and it was it was just kind of this like, how is this happening? Like, how how are you getting there? And it's making me feel like Valentina, are you are you going to go to the end? Is that what's going to happen? Like, yeah, I don't think so. I hope not. I I think there's too many other strong queens for that to happen. It just doesn't seem. Well, we haven't right. seen that yet. So, well, we'll no, see. you're right. You're right. We haven't actually seen them in action. We've seen them talk about who they want to fuck, which. It was super enjoyable, and I just felt like Shay was just, like, really charming me in this moment. Like, I just was – I was so into seeing more screen time from her. Uh, And it was nice that there was nobody crying so Alexis could just relax and have her drink, you know? You know? There, you Um, know, Alexis took a back back seat here. You know, the the biggest moment of this Untucked that I think we should focus our energy on is Aja's meltdown. Obviously, she came in – um, I don't know if you saw the uh, Instagram post with all the emojis. Yes, I did. Uh, it was brilliant. So Aja basically wrote out the, the entire speech, the diatribe that she gave. You're perfect. You're a model. You look like Linda, Linda Evangelista. Did you stone those tights? Oh, you're smiling. They eat her up every single time she's on that damn stage. She can walk out in a diaper. Valentina, your smile is beautiful. Anyway, she, <laughs> yeah. she she went off and wrote it all out. And then at the end, she's like, I don't know what I was doing or what I was thinking. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I can only imagine, A, what it feels like to be on the show, but B, to what it feels like watching it back. Oh, to watch yourself at a moment where – because, I mean, I get it. Like, I really understand what Aja was going through. She thought that she had this in the bag. She – just in her mind, in her world, it was like, oh, I got this. I know what I'm going to do. I've, I've got a really strong perspective. I, I've no. And she, I mean, yes, yes, you know, but she, but, but but underneath it all, underneath all that makeup, mm. she is exposed. She's vulnerable. Yeah, you know, it's like the jig is up. She's not. She doesn't have the filter anymore to protect her. Totally. So she she has to come through. She has to do the performances that she does uh, so well, mm-hmm. and and live up to all of this hype that she has because she, there is a lot of hype around Aja. Yeah, and I, I feel like this moment we saw her feeling very vulnerable and some people when they feel vulnerable they lash out absolutely and it made sense that she went for valentina because there is this there is this effortlessness to valentina that i think is very frustrating and and i don't know i mean i just i i I am i am pinning this idea that like throughout the season i i wouldn't be surprised if this was a theme of valentina of like what what's really going on girl like because yeah she gave that great advice you know show them you're listening stay true yeah. to yourself a bit of what they're asking you know it's like she's a study right like you can't like i i just think that there is there is this dissonance between how um how how precise her drag is and how good it is and how clear her perspective is and that good advice and then her being like oh i'm only 10 months in i'm new i just started this like there's just something I'm not buying there. And I understood why Aja was feeling that way because it's almost like, like, what the fuck? Like, I, it, it does kind of feel in a way that, like, anything Valentina does, they just love. But at right. the same time, everything Valentina's done has been really good. So, yeah. um, I mean, yeah, it's, I, I got it. And to be honest, like, when, Val- when Aja was going off, I was like, she's not wrong, right? Like, she's, I mean, she's kind of right, right? Like, yeah. 
Right. I mean, I I don't I don't disagree. Uh, it, <laughs> so it was, and I I think the fact that Aja then kind of corrected herself. It also speaks to queens being aware that they're on television. I had I felt like Aja was like, oh shit, I need to redeem myself, or all they're gonna show is me losing my shit, and I'm just gonna be this fucking bitch, and I need to sh- like I need to like. I need to rebrand. I need to course correct the, oh. way, or the way Alexis Michelle did when Eureka said she oh, was annoying. Right. You know, right, right. A, a damage control. Damage yeah. control, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and you know, I I love the line. I think it was Alexis who said it. America is about to find out what Aja can do, and yeah. and it was absolutely true. Like we all mm-hmm. knew, you and I knew because we've seen her lip sync. I mean, she can slay on the runway. Yeah, she and can, I or not on the runway on uh, in the lip sync. Yeah, and I felt like that was. I mean. I, I think that was the perfect thing for Alexis to say to Aja. That's like the perfect thing to say to someone in that moment is not, I yeah. live for you, I live for you, you're amazing. It's like, well, if you got a lip sync, we're gonna, everyone's going to find out how amazing you are. And yeah. that was really the best thing to say in that moment. And I right. loved, you know, uh, Shay's gluing down. Was helping her out. Yeah, yeah, they were all helping her out. Yeah, I, I'm really enjoying seeing that dynamic. You know, yeah. you had mentioned before about the um, – the, the template that they have to fill out and we're kind of seeing more behind the curtain I felt like we were seeing more behind the curtain as well in like the impatience of the producer saying you need to line up you need to line up like <laughs> we were really seeing how they get herded through and that and I, that's of course when that fabulous Shay moment why y'all acting brand new who we need to go who was after Peppermint like <laughs> I live for that I was like that's the kind of queen you need in the room that's the yeah. kind of queen who needs to go to the top three like that's you know if as as a choir conductor I would say that's who you would assign to be a, a section leader. Oh sure, sure, absolutely. <laughs> Why y'all acting brand first new? chair violin? You know, it's like okay, sure, right? I got this. Yeah, the subreddit was living for that quote. Like that's really when I went on you know Saturday morning and they were all just living for that quote and I was just like, oh good, oh good. I hope this is a thing you guys say all the time. So because <laughs> uh, I'm in love. Uh, so yeah, I mean, the, you know, the the tail end of Untucked. I feel like I don't know about you, but I feel like there was something. I don't know if the word is redeeming about Kimura, but I, I. Oh, you just saw that she was kind of sweet, and you kind of saw yeah. the boy, and you were like, "Oh, Vaughn, right? Oh, okay, you learned something. Oh, you have friends. Like that's really great." Yeah, like I, I there's no hard feelings, Kamora. No hard feelings. I think that she really did handle it gracefully. I, I, it felt genuine. I felt like she's like, you know what, I made it on, and I get it, and I, you know, what am I gonna do? Am I gonna upset about it? Like, I'm good. I, is there a little bit of delusion? I think you have to have a little bit of delusion to be on this show. You have to be able. I think, I think it's Katya that talks about this. That to or you know maybe about Violet or whatever but in season 7 like she was saying like you have to come on to Drag Race with a profoundly delusional level of self-confidence because you have nobody supporting you here and so obviously it's a little bit different this season there's lots of support but ultimately you have to believe in yourself so extensively because you are in this pressure cooker closed off chamber where none of your outside validation is there and I think that that's really where Kimora did have an up like a an advantage over the other girls is she had no self doubt she was like no i you know she didn't she didn't question herself that's true that's true you know? yeah there's there's this sense of i mean it can be delusion or it can just be fucking grit yeah you know like mm-hmm. i'm just this is this is how i need to survive yeah yeah it's uh i i and i also i mean you know i i've already 
talked about my love for Kimura's monkey, but I also loved what Kimura was wearing. I love those tights and the long tank top and the little sandals. I thought that was super cute. Yeah, she's uh, cute. She's cute. Like she's, uh, you know, she's uh, she's not I, not really my type. But now I'm like, all right, Kimura, I ain't mad at this. Uh, you know, in the Whatcha Packin', she had a little bit of scruff, and I was like, oh, Kimura. All right, Mary. Someone... Want some more Kimura. Want some more Kimura, all right, Mary? <laughs> Once you go black. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> I don't know where you're going with that. <laughs> well, I was just going to leave that open to interpretation. Uh, I feel like I think I think somebody had said, maybe it was in one of the Untucked, maybe it was Willem or someone who had said, Once you go black. You know, it was, it was, it was Jujubee. Once you go black, you're in a wheelchair. <laughs> I just thought that was... Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm oh, just shit. quoting. I'm just quoting. Uh... Don't send us letters. Don't yeah, us. <laughs> yeah, do not send me letters yeah uh, <laughs> do not leave me negative comments anyway um so all right, RuPaul. All right, all right, RuPaul. i'm just covering my bases uh so there you go so that's uh that's draggly ever after yeah if you have any thoughts on this episode please email us at all right at gmail.com or you can always tweet at us or dm us at all right mary on twitter and of course this may sound like our final spiel, but we have two more things we wanted to talk about. Right, and, and I'm, I'm just going to say, Colin, I'm making the decision now. I'm going to address it, but uh, there, uh, we've had a couple of requests to find out what the origin of All Right Mary is and why yes. the name of our podcast is All Right Mary. And just in terms of time, I think we'll save it for next week. Yeah, maybe we'll save it for like some kind of like special anniversary episode i mean we're only on like episode 38 so nothing special yet but well i i'm i'm committed to do it next week i all right. just you know i want to make sure that there's time um all it's right. not a long story but uh, no you know. no we don't yeah we don't want to play this up tune like, in next time kitties yeah this isn't the greatest story never told it's just you know we'll give it its fair time and place i want to just yeah. mention one thing before we wrap up um we got an email yesterday from uh from megan uh, who's in north dakota and she it was great i mean she she basically summed up all of my thoughts uh i was like yep yep like she was like it's season nine why are these queens how they not know how to how to sew talking about trinity and how i'm kind of living for her now like there was a lot of like i was agreeing with everything megan was saying but then what was kind of nice uh was she really gave me some perspective on what drag in North Dakota looks like and like what's going on in North Dakota. And like, obviously this isn't like a, you know, a hub, you know, there aren't like gay clubs everywhere. She was saying that really what'll happen is it's like a, you know, it'll be a night at a hotel, you know? And apparently uh, the local group that, that does, you know, puts on the drag shows is now disbanding because they just don't have the funding. And she, you know, kind of highlighted, she was sort of highlighting the importance of supporting local drag and support, and like, especially in these smaller communities, like, you know, it's not going to happen without you. And I think that uh, there, there was an article, I think, that just came out recently about uh, not using drag race as a... Um, as like a litmus or a representation of local drag or as a way to judge local drag. And it's just, I think that the, I think that idea right. and this idea really highlight the importance of what, of, of seeing your local drag. Cause you don't know. I mean, one of these Queens could be on drag race, but that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't matter. I think that what drag race has done is it's given us, uh, you know, a, a sampling of different types of drag, but it is in no way expansive and complete. And I think, 
the best way to see what else drag can do and is doing is to support it in your own communities. I mean, you know, what what are the queens in North Dakota doing? What are the queens in Wyoming doing? What are the queens in Sacramento doing? You know, like, what's that local flavor like? And I think, you know, there was so much talk when season nine came out about like, oh, this queen's just another that queen, and this, she's just another type of that, and as if the queens on Drag Race are the only brand of queens are out that are out there. And I felt like this was a good reminder that like, these don't have to be our only reference points. And, you know, charity starts at home. You know, community starts at home. Support your local drag and get some new reference points because I think it, it not only is great for so many so many of these reasons i think it also as drag race fans and super fans really informs your understanding of drag and the work that these girls are doing on this show yeah, yeah. you know and hashtag tip a bitch you know like oh tip, tip a tip. bitch like if anything if drag race has shown us anything it is how much work this is you know yeah. and it's and it's as much work to do all that painting and padding and getting into getting into the gig on tv as it is at a local event so you know how much work it is you got a couple of bucks to spare um i just i felt like that was a worthy psa all right well thanks for that colin yeah uh our last segment just to wrap things up and thanks again for this great discussion and thanks for listening um mary's we we love all the commentary and all the tweets uh it's super super fun yeah um as much as this season has been frustrating, it's still very exciting, right? Because we're all in it together. Um, mm-hmm. Our last chance lip sync for this week, Colin, is mm. Man of La Mancha as sung by Linda Etter. Oh, all right, Broadway Fish. All right. Uh, yeah, this was, I, you know, and I've heard this song before. And this was, and I, when you mentioned this, I was like, oh, yeah, this song is drag. Like yes. this, I, I mean, Alexis Michelle. Alexis Michelle has done this song. Oh, has she? Oh, yes. I would At the Fairy Tale Lounge on 10th Avenue, yes. Oh, is that still open? Off 10th Avenue. Um, uh, I, I don't know. I don't, I, well, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, and so, of course, if you're not familiar with our Last Chance Lip Sync, we like to highlight a song at the end of our episode every week that we would love to see a queen perform in our fantasy version of being drag queens. We'd love to perform. If it's maybe a song you're familiar with, it may be a new one, but it's always fun to think about a song in the context of a lip sync and what Hell a queen yeah. could do with it. So we leave you with this, uh, with The Man of a Mancha by Lena, Linda Eater, Edder? Edder. Edder, whatever. She's probably gotten that her whole life. Uh, and we wrap shit up by saying we will see you next week for another episode of All Right Mary. And uh, until then, I guess all I got left to say is uh, bye. <laughs> see ya. Oh!